0: Before we dive in, I want to let you know about this amazing guide I've put together for you called Be Your Own Boss, the step-by-step guide to nailing down your niche, creating your first offer, and launching your dream business. If you're a new entrepreneur or you've been thinking about starting your business but you're not quite sure where to start or maybe you're not getting the clients you want, this guide is for you. Head to bit.ly slash startmybiz2020 or you can just look below this episode and click the link in there. All right, on to the show. Welcome to the story behind the journey, the podcast that goes behind the scenes of successful entrepreneurs, dreamers and doers and the inspiring movements they've built. Today we are talking all about networking. And before you turn this off and run in the other direction, let me tell you that this is going to be a fun episode. I promise, I know that networking is this really heavy word. Actually, to be honest, I prefer the term relationship building. But that's exactly my point. That is what I want to show you in today's episode, that it doesn't have to be this big, heavy thing. I have definitely been there. I used to be terrified of this. Um, I'm going to tell you some stories that are kind of embarrassing about hiding in the bathroom and awkwardly standing in the corner and like all the things because, you know, spoiler alert, I'm actually an introvert to my core. So when I tell you that I have found a way to make networking fun and enjoyable and something that I actually really enjoy, I promise you, if it's possible for me, it is possible for you. And I hope by the end of this episode, you are at least considering the fact that maybe, just maybe, you could actually like networking. Certainly by the end of this episode, I'm going to, Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and promise you that it's not going to seem so intimidating. So we are going to get straight into it. I remember when I first started out in business, I felt so intimidated by this. And like I said, now it's just one of my favorite things. So I thought we would start off with the story of Angela in 2010, 11. I don't know the year. It was a long time ago. I remember being the girl that was incredibly shy, standing in a corner. And I went from that girl who went to this networking event and just literally stood in the corner hoping, like sort of simultaneously hoping that nobody would notice me, but also somebody would notice me to leading my own networking events, traveling across the country, doing it, leading discussions. And trust me when I say that if I can do this, you absolutely can. So First, I wanted to start off by telling you a couple things that I have noticed that great networkers do. Number one, they make people feel included. I'm going to tell you a story about this a little bit later about when this happened to me and what a big difference it made. But I think that's one of the number one things is that they make people feel included. Number two, they really take the pressure off. Like they're not just looking at these networking events as an opportunity, but they're thinking of it as we're like hanging out with friends. Like if you click, you click. If not, No worries. Like there's no pressure behind it. And I think that makes a big difference. Number three, they guide the conversation, but they don't dominate it. They know that to make others feel comfortable, they can sort of guide the conversation, provide easy topics, but they're not dominated at all for themselves. Number four, they listen more than they talk. We're going to go into this one later. It's really, really important. And number five, they keep in touch. This is not a one and done thing where you see somebody at a networking event, you don't talk to them for six months, and then they pop up when they need something. That is not how great networking works. Like I said, I promised you a story. (laughs) And before I loved networking, I was really terrified of it. So let me take you back about, I would say six, seven years. I was invited to this balanced breakfast event. And I actually don't know if I've talked about Balanced Breakfast on this podcast before. I don't think I have. But what it is, is in my industry, in the music industry, there's this thing called Balanced Breakfast. And it's this meetup of musicians and industry professionals. And at that time, it was just in the Bay Area. And I think I actually did mention this in one of my early episodes. And I had actually emailed a blog to get a feature on myself because I was just starting the PR company at that point. And the founder, Stefan, he said, you know what? I don't know if this is a fit for the blog, but we do these in-person events every every Thursday at 8 a.m. We get together for breakfast. We talk shop. Why don't you come to that? And I remember I was number one. I was kind of disappointed that I didn't get the feature, <laughs> even though, gosh, balanced breakfast would become so much more valuable than that feature. But I was also just terrified to go. Like, I I didn't know anyone in the Bay Area, but At that point, I was really putting on my entrepreneur hat. Like, I was very new in business, and I was thinking you know, I don't know if you ever get in these moods, but I was very much like, you can't see me right now uh, because this is a podcast, of course, but I'm sort of like pushing my shoulders back, raising my head. And I was very like, I'm going to do hard things. Like if I'm going to be an entrepreneur, I'm going to have to do hard things. And so um, networking is hard. I'm scared, but like, I'm going to do it because I want this business to work no matter what. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're in those moods and uh, those are, those are great moods to be in as like a great burst of confidence. And that's just where I was. And so I went, which is probably one of the best pieces of advice I can give you is that, do it even though you're terrified because you know you have to do it. Like you know relationship building is important. So just get out there and do it. Um, but anyway, so I went. and the very first balanced breakfast meeting I went to, I was just so scared. And I remember standing in the corner. I didn't know anybody. I was really nervous about everything. and I'm also always early. so I was early to the event, and like most people came late. so it, it was just a mess. I just felt so out of place. I'm like almost, I can feel myself tensing up just thinking about it. I remember in the beginning, I said that great networkers always make you feel included. And I remember, and I will never, ever forget, Stefan, who he came over and he was the person I've been corresponding with. I don't even know how he recognized me. He came over and I don't even remember what he said. He probably just said, are you Angela? And he was just so bright. Like, that's the best way I can describe him. He just, he felt so comforting. Like he was just so happy and he was smiling and he just felt so inviting. And he instantly just took me under his wing, and was like, Let me introduce you to people. And he wasn't awkward about it at all. We had never met. He really didn't know me at all. I had just started this company. I had, I don't even think I had any clients besides the clients that I had done just these free campaigns to get started with. And yet I remember Stefan taking me and introducing me to everybody else that was there. And I remember the way he introduced me and how he was like, oh, this is Angela. She runs this awesome PR company called Muddy Paw PR. She just moved to the Bay Area. Like, I had nothing to speak of at that point, barely. And he made it sound like I was already somebody. And I remember I instantly felt included and safe, and it just set the whole right tone off. And so I mention that because when you become a networking genius, as I know you will, I hope that you will try to do that for somebody else. I hope that when you're at a networking event and you come across somebody who's kind of shy, kind of looks like they don't know what they're doing, that you will take them under your wing and you will make them feel welcome and included because it's not just the hallmark of a great per- a great networker, it's just the hallmark of a great person. And I mean, I'm still telling the story and like getting chills six, seven years later. So it really meant a lot to me and it showed me what, what relationship building could be. Like to me, that's the moment when I went, Okay, networking is like that stuffy thing when you're handing out business cards and everybody's in it for themselves. But this right here, this feeling of inclusion and wanting to be a part of something and helping each other out, that is relationship building and that I can get behind. So I wanted to take you to another story also involving Balanced Breakfast, which was, it was where I learned all my networking chops, I guess you could say. And I remember after that, I got invited to a mixer. They were holding it, I don't know, it was like a Friday evening or something. And I was still terrified. Like at that point, I knew Steph and I knew a couple people. But I mean, I was certainly not a pro at that point. I had been networking for like a week. So I didn't know what I was doing. And I remember that I went with a friend and I wanted so badly to use them as a crutch. Like they were more extroverted than me. And so I very much wanted them to just sort of lead the conversation so that I could just sort of be there and feel like I had done something, but not actually have to do the scary thing of, you know, talking. And I remember they wouldn't let me. And, you know, they they hung out with me for a couple minutes and they mingled with me for a little bit. And then they said, I'm going to go sit over there. You've got to go out there and talk to people like you've got to do this on your own. I'm right here if you need me, but you've got to go out there and do this on your own. And I was so terrified, but I also got it. I also understood that it was really important that I be able to do that. And it forced me to get out there. And it made me feel better to have a bit of a safety net, like knowing they were there, you know, whatever. But knowing that I had to go out there and make it happen for myself. And I was bad at it. I tried to make small talk. I tried to compliment people. I tried to find common ground. You know, I, I like your earrings or what brought you to the Bay Area. And sometimes the conversation was great. Sometimes it was really natural. And sometimes it sucked and it was boring. And it was like, there were a lot of awkward silences. And that was okay. The more you do it, the better you will get. So if you're listening to these stories, you're thinking like, that's great, Angela. I'm glad you had this like transformative journey through networking, but that could never be me let me tell you one more story. It's not really a story so much as a sad fact, which is that I used to legitimately, I feel like all of my pivotal moments take place in bathrooms. <laughs> that sounds so strange to say, but I was just thinking about how I've told the story before about how I used to go into the bathroom at my work and cry. But in this case, it was kind of similar. I would go to these networking events. Or I would go to a show where I was going to like interview a band for my music blog at the time. And I would get so nervous and so anxious about having to talk to people that I would go hide in the bathroom and I would just like hide there for a long time, like 10 minutes, 20 minutes. And I would just stand there in the stall, not doing anything because I just could not handle trying like to be around people. And sometimes I would just hide so that I didn't have to deal with it. Sometimes I would be in there trying to gather myself I'd be looking in the mirror after and being like you've got this you've got this but like I was just making myself so anxious and it's so funny to think about now because that felt so bad and so stressful and now it's second nature now it's like well what do I care if this conversation doesn't go well like it's not the end of the world there's a million other people that I can connect with that are going to you know have similar goals or you know that are going to want to take this journey with me like who cares if with one person it fizzles out You know, but it was so stressful at the time. So I just want you to keep that in mind that I am definitely the girl who like hid in the bathroom for 20 plus minutes to not have to talk to people. And now I'm sitting here telling you it's fun. So again, if I can do this, I promise you can as well. Okay, so I promise to tell you how to make it fun or at least less scary, right? And to me, the part where it becomes fun is the part where you realize that you're making friends and you're connecting and you're getting to know people. I promise I will make this for you at least less scary, but I just wanna emphasize that the part that's fun to me, like I said, it's that connection. It's knowing that, okay, I'm gonna go to this event and maybe I'm gonna meet somebody who really gets me or maybe I'm gonna meet somebody whose life I can help. You know, like maybe they need something and I have exactly what they need. You know, maybe I just happen to know a person that can help them or maybe I happen to have a tool that they don't know about that's gonna make their life easier. Or maybe I'm gonna meet somebody and we're gonna keep in touch and then a year from now, I don't know, they're going to have a job somewhere that can help me get to my next goal, or I'm going to have a contact that can help them get to their next goal. And like, maybe I'm just going to meet these people that are going to go on this journey with me. And to me, that's really exciting because it's just connection. And I thrive so much off connection. I'm willing to bet that if you're listening to this, you also thrive off of connection. And that's what I mean when I say it's fun, because it is a breeding ground for connection and understanding and hearing people's stories and telling your own, and I am all about that, and that is what I love about networking is that it just introduces you to new stories and new ways of life and new ways of living and new adventures, and I I just am all about that. So when I say make it fun or make it less scary, here are a couple things you can do, and I'm going to break them up because I want to give you some tips that are very specific to in-person and some that are very specific to online. And I know that right now while I'm recording this, everything is still happening with COVID-19. So like, we don't have a ton of in-person events, but depending on your state, maybe you do. And I want you to save this episode for when you do have the in-person events, because this is going to be super handy. So we're going to start with the in-person things. Here are six things that I want you to do at your next in-person networking event. Number one, if you're nervous about it, I want you to bring a friend, but... Like me, I do not want you to use them as a crutch. Ideally, maybe they're a super extroverted friend if you're kind of an introvert. Maybe they can help with the conversation a little bit more. Um, But I just, like I said, do not use them as a crutch. If you feel like you are, tell them to go sit down, tell them to leave, whatever. But this person should be there to help you ease into the conversation, maybe like help you with that awkward moment of when you have to break into an existing group and be like, hey guys, I'm Angela. Like, can I join the party? But remember, they're there to assist you. This is your job to network. And I shouldn't even say it that way. It's not your job to network. It is your opportunity to get to know new friends. So, but I have found that really having that friend there, that has helped me a lot. Number two, give yourself an out, you know, especially when in the beginning you're very nervous. It is totally okay to say, you know what? I'm gonna commit to staying here for at least 30 minutes, but if I'm feeling super stressed at that point, I'm, I'm going to give myself the ability to leave. I found that this really helped me. And honestly, almost every time it would stay longer than I thought. I might say, I'm only going to stay 45 minutes and I would stay like two hours. But just knowing I had that out really, really helped me because it felt like I could just let my guard down and really go for it and know that I only had to stay a certain amount of time. Number three, I want you to come prepared with topics. I don't know about you, but I feel a lot better when I feel prepared, right? I mean, it's just... It just makes sense. If you go into something and you feel totally unprepared, totally out of control, of course you're going to be nervous. But if you walk in there and you have a couple topics that you want to ask people, like, for instance, in my example, like, I knew that the Bay Area and in particular the entertainment scene, there were a lot of, almost everybody was not from California. And so I could have this icebreaker of, you know, what brought you to the Bay Area or, you know how did you learn about this event or how did you get involved in whatever? Just having a couple topics will help you when there is that bit of silence or you need a bit of an icebreaker. And of course, don't be afraid to deviate. Like as the conversation gets going, sort of go with the flow there. But this should help you start, get things started. And don't worry about them being boring. You're not interviewing somebody for NPR here. Like you're just trying to have a conversation It's okay if they're kind of boring starters. I mean, I definitely asked a lot of boring questions like what brought you to the Bay Area? And it led to me getting clients or making lifelong friends or getting great opportunities. The point is just to get something started and that's a very easy starting point. Number four, and this is really important, I want you to follow up on their answers. This is really where the gold lies. It's where you get to really bond with somebody is if they say something, don't just instantly go on to the next question. If you can follow up on what they said. So if you say, I don't know, like what brought you to the Bay Area? And they say, oh, um, well, I have a sister here. You could be like, oh, that's amazing. Like what part of California does your sister live in? Oh, well, she lives in, you know, Monterey. Oh my God, I love Monterey. It's so beautiful. Have you been to this cafe? Oh my God. Yeah, I love that cafe. It's have the best chocolate mousse, whatever. Because the truth is that with networking, the things that are going to bond you the most, the things that are going to create the strongest connections are the things that have nothing to do with why you're there. So in my case, if I was there because it was a music industry event, then that's great, but I don't really want to talk about people's music. The things I'm going to connect over are their dogs, their love of dessert, their fashion sense. Like, it's not going to have anything to do with why we're there. And the same is probably true of whatever you're doing. Absolutely the most bonding lies in everything outside of your industry because those are the things that we connect on on a very human level. I don't know. I just feel like, like, I love talking about what I do. I love talking about work. But I do go into work mode when I'm talking about it. But meanwhile, if you ask me about my dog or my favorite dessert, it's like that shield melts and I just become a person again. Hopefully that makes sense. Number five, people really like to talk about themselves. And so you should let them. People, I read this study once, which said something, maybe it wasn't even a study, maybe it was a book. But it said something about how if you talk to somebody and say you talk to them for five minutes and they're doing most of the talking during that five minutes, they will walk away feeling close to you. They will walk away feeling like that was a good conversation. But if you just talk at them for five minutes, they're probably not going to walk away feeling that way. And so I just want you to keep that in mind because when people feel like they're heard and they feel like they can express themselves, they are naturally a little bit more bonded to you. And so that's a really good foundation for building relationships. And number six, if you can find it, absolutely grab onto that common ground. Like I said, the more you talk about things that have nothing to do with your industry, the better. So again, like I said, if you come across the subject of somebody's dog or just something that, I know I keep talking about dogs, I guess I'm like really passionate about my dog. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like when you come across something that somebody is clearly excited about or passionate about, like grab onto that, ask them more about that thing. So I wanna switch gears now and talk a little bit more about how you can start to network online. This is obviously something that we're doing a lot of these days, but I also think it's an incredible resource, especially if you are in an industry where everybody is very spread out. Like in my industry, there's people all over the place, right? New York, Nashville, LA. It's very hard to get people all in the same room except for, say, a conference, and that only happens a couple times a year. So being able to really connect with people online, it's really, really powerful. And there are four ways that I want to suggest doing this. Number one, we've talked about this a lot, I want you to utilize Facebook groups. So when I say that, I mean, I want you to comment, I want you to engage, I want you to get involved. And a rule of thumb that I usually use is if you're going to ask a question in that group, then I would suggest having two comments for every one question. So if you're gonna ask a question, make sure you comment on at least two different people's posts with some sort of value. I don't mean just say like, cool, that looks great, or me too, or anything like that. I want you to really engage and add value because Facebook groups can be a really powerful way to build your network, but only if you use them in a way that adds value. So when I say that, I mean, say in the Facebook group, somebody says, hey, um, I have, like, for instance, I just posted a question in this podcast group I'm a part of, trying to get something set up on my website. And I said, hey, does anybody know how to do this specific thing? If you know how to do that specific thing that somebody is asking... Comment and let them know. Or maybe somebody says, Hey, I'm looking for advice on this. Or has anybody ever felt this way? Or I'm in this situation. I don't know what to do. Having a comment that can either help them, connect them to the right resource, or just honestly sympathize with them and let them know they're not alone that is very value driven content. That is content that is going to create a bond between you. And if you keep showing up like that over and over on different posts, People are going to not only start to recognize you, start to see you as a part of the community and a resource, they're going to start to think of you. They're going to start to uh, think of you when they need something that you offer or their friend needs something that you offer. They're going to see you as an expert because they're used to seeing you add value over and over again. Number two, you can ask for introductions. So again, you have to be careful with how you do this. Like you don't want to solely always just be asking, asking, asking. But for instance, if you've built a relationship with somebody and now you are trying to connect with somebody else and you know that they have that connection, it is totally okay to ask for an introduction. Or if you maybe don't even know who exactly you need to connect with, but you know that you need, like, say, I know I need a podcast editor or I know I need a graphic designer or I know I need a publicist. Maybe you post in a group or maybe you ask an individual and you say, hey, I know you're working with somebody who does this. I need that too. Like, do you mind doing that introduction? And the reason this is great is because, believe it or not, people actually do really love to help. People love to feel useful and helpful, and doing something that is as simple as being able to connect you to a resource you need, whether that's a person or a tool or whatever it is, again, that's going to build that bond. And likewise, you want to be able to return the favor. So number three is that you want to connect them with others as well. You want to be valuable resource. So if somebody, whether it's in a group or on -on one-on-one, asks you, hey, do you have anybody that does this? Or do you have an idea of how to do this? It's great to be able to connect them. But I also just want you to always be thinking outside the box. Like maybe you're in a group or you're hanging out with friends or something and somebody just says, hey, I need this person. Or I could really use somebody to do this. If you know somebody who does that connect those two people. Because again, the person is going to appreciate that you are helping them out by connecting them with this resource. And the person whose services you're recommending, they're going to be grateful that you thought of them for the job, whether or not they get it. And so you're really building relationships on both ends there. And number four is just to keep up with people. So I find the easiest way to do this is really through social media, you know, following them, making sure you're commenting regularly on their stuff. And again, leaving good, valuable comments, like actually engaging with it. Um, Not just saying like, that's great or that's cool. You know, maybe whatever works best for you. Maybe the phone works best for you. Maybe email works best. I just find social is a really good way because we're all on it already. um, And it's a really good way to keep up with what's going on in people's lives. But it is very important to keep up with them that way. You know, a comment here, a reply to their story there. Just things that keep you showing up in their life so they remember who you are, so that you're keeping that relationship going. Um, and again, just checking in them with them personally, maybe from time to time, sending them an audio DM, being like, hey, how are you? I saw you did XYZ. Um, would just love to catch up and chat, things like that. Now, I don't know if I've managed to convince you yet that networking is fun, but I hope that when you get out there and you start to do it and you start to see the real connection that can happen when you let your guard down and you just sort of start to not stress about it, not feel like it's this be all end all thing. Like I said, when you can just go into it and say, you know what, this is just an opportunity to hear new stories and meet new people. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And and just to realize that people are not judging you. They're not talking bad about you. They do not think you suck. Like everybody is nervous about networking most of the time. And I promise you that when you can start to get out there and like, again, this is just one of those things that the more you do it, the better you get at it, the less nerve-wracking it is. And a lot of that, I think, has to do with because you're doing it more often, you just start to feel more prepared. You know, like, you come up with better questions to ask. You get to learn how to have a better conversation. Like, you, you get to read people a little bit better. You just get more comfortable in the situation. And this kind of brings us back to what we talked about all the way back in episode one, which is that sometimes the only way to do something and get good at it and get comfortable at it is just to get up there know that you're gonna kinda mess up a little bit and that it's not gonna be perfect, but know that on the other side of that, you're going to feel confident you're going to have that skill. You're going to be really good at that thing. And just knowing that there is that messy middle you have to get through. And, and I guess just sort of taking it as like a part of the process instead of looking at it as a failure, because it's certainly not a failure. It's, it's really just part of the process. I mean, like think of any successful person, you know, imagine if you drew out their journey, you would see the beginning and then you would see this whole middle where it's like nobody's responding to their comments. They can't get clients. They're in debt. Like everything is messy. And then you see the other side of it where, you know, they're doing all the things that that you dream of doing. And I guarantee you, if you look at anybody's successful trajectory, there is always that very messy middle. So why do we think that we are any different? Like, why do we think that we're failing when we're simply and very clearly going through the process? I know I went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but I just wanted you to know that it's okay if it's not perfect right away and that it's going to get easier. You've just got to keep doing it. And I will also tell you some of my closest friends and certainly the most life and career changing events have come from these like so-called networking events. And it's all because one of us had the courage to say hi or how are you and just to get to know each other. And I would have never had so many of the experiences I have had if we hadn't done that. And maybe everyone won't be your best friend during networking, but I am betting some will be. I have definitely met some of my closest friends that way. And you're going to make great friends. You're going to make great people to hang out with, to call on, to get to know. You're going to learn stories. You're going to learn about all these different things. And that's all just going to come from getting to know people. Like I said, it's okay and even really very normal if it takes you some time with this. But just keep going at it. And if you don't believe me, just remember that story I told you of, you know, 20-year-old me hiding in the bathroom and now 32-year-old me sitting here telling you that I love networking, that relationship building is fun for me, and that I am a serious introvert to my core. So shoot me a DM on Instagram, Angela underscore Master. I would love to hear what you think, honest thoughts. I would love to hear, like, did this help? Do you feel more confident about networking? shoot me a DM and let me know. And if you liked this episode, please share it with a friend that you think could use some networking tips. And as always, a rating and review really, really helps us get the word out, especially in these early days. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the story behind the journey. And I will see you next week. Bye for now.